0: Hey, welcome. It is uh, seven minutes after 11 on a Froster Buns Friday. I got to play this because this guy just irritates the hell out of me. Um, and I just stumbled across this. It's at uh, Citizen Free Press. Uh, and this is the, uh, the uh, Democrat that pulled a fire alarm in the House because he was trying to uh, delay a vote. Oh, no, Gary. It was, it was just an accident. He thought that was the door handle. Except that after he pulled it, he never went back and tried the door. Well, you know, just, no, no, that's not what happened. He was in a hurry to get out the door. Well, you know what his response is when he got called <laughs> on lying? It was, come on, it's it's over. It's done. Ignore it. It's no big deal. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, anything else? I don't want to talk about this. It's done. But you lied. Yeah, but it's done. I, that literally is essentially, is, uh, listen to this. And of all people, apparently it was CNN <laughs> that was holding his feet to the fire. It, it's just he's just so arrogant about this. Here's the uh, here's the uh, Q and A. Why did you uh, plead guilty to
1: knowingly pulling that fire alarm when you said that you didn't know it initially? You told all of us you didn't know there's a fire you know,
0: alarm. are still talking about this, man. That's behind me. That's been adjudicated. We're done. Pay the fine, move forward, In three months will be dismissed. But you weren't you didn't you weren't straight about what happened initially. I was very. Sp- it, you know, it, it, look how delicately he phrased that. <laughs> you weren't straight about it. it the, here's how I would have said it. You lied about it. But I'm not from CNN.
1: Straight. I was straight from the very beginning. You said you didn't know, though. I was straight from the beginning. Someone yes. did
0: invoke that today on the House floor, though. What's that? That a, a b- incident, the fact that you had Come been, on, man. you've actually pleaded guilty and he is still just being charged. Yeah, whatever, man. That's all good.
1: Any other questions about anything else? I mean, can you just explain why you <laughs> no, said that
0: initially? We already talked about this. And- yeah, yeah, it's it, like it was resolved. Move on, move like on it was to something th- else. Yeah, like it was, re- yeah, come on, we already talked about this. We we resolved this. is this. really awkward for me. Oh, yeah, we had no sense talking this. It's done. It's been resolved. What a phony pile of poo. And, you know, you know how they, they always say you can't yell fire in a crowded theater? You can, actually. That's, it's ridiculous. Um, if you yell fire in a crowded theater and it causes someone to get trampled to death, then you're responsible. But you can yell fire in a crowded theater if nothing happens. It's not illegal. What would have happened if he'd pulled that fire alarm and people would have rushed out of the building, fallen? somebody falls down the steps and breaks their neck? Well, that depends. Is he a Democrat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing. Oh, uh, what if it's a Republican? Oh, yeah. A life in prison. <laughs> January 6th, style uh, hearings. Insurrectionists, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jamal uh, Bowman, what? Democrat? Nah, that's nah, no big deal. He, he just mistook it for a door. Don't you do that all the time? Uh, no, now especially, you know, what 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 usually gives it away for me is they have this red box with white lettering, and it says fire alarm how do you spell fire because maybe uh i spell door f-i-r-e and you know oh this is it pull <laughs> oh, this eureka oh, the i found a way open. out maybe i move these signs out of the way and then it'll nope that didn't work either Hmm. weird see how that works you just come up oh right it's of, been adjudicated man <laughs> it's all it's over it's done don't worry about a thing oh yeah democrats are so much fun All right, um, some good news about schooling. And this is at Reason Magazine. Apparently, homeschooling has increased by over 50%. In some states, it has climbed by over 100%. This is good news. Education is not really that complicated. Teaching your kids what they need to know is not that complicated. It has ballooned since the advent of the pandemic, growing by more than 100%, says Reason Magazine. In some states, according to data from the uh, Washington Post, while the number of children being homeschooled has declined slightly from its pandemic-era peak, the growth in the educational option has proven stable and dramatic. Uh, The Washington Post collected data from 32 states. As well as the District of Columbia, 7,000 school districts. Uh, nationally, uh, since uh, twenty seven twenty eighteen 27-2018 school year, it has increased by 51%. It keeps getting better. This is good news. You can do this. Really, you can. You can do this. And your kids will get the best education. Nobody has more influence on them than you. You don't have to worry about the influence of the political left and the school unions trying to turn your kids into uh, useful dupes. They would have, you know, your value set instead of the government's. They would probably... um, come away with a a, a superior uh, understanding of math uh, they would recognize that math is not racist the two and two is four no matter where you're from no matter who you are no matter what genetic makeup it would be a, it would be a boon to your kids and there are groups that will help you look into it you will be, you know, I, and I said this before, I, I've had the opportunity because a friend of mine that, uh, he owns CMMG. Uh, he has a couple of times, uh, two or three times now, had me MC their graduating class. And I got to see these kids that were homeschooled uh, get their high school diplomas. And they are amazing. Absolutely amazing. They may be 18 years old, but they act like adults. It, it is. What you see coming out of public schools is nothing like what you see coming out of homeschooling. Just night and day. Night and day. Isn't that a song? Frank Sinatra, I think, did that. Maybe. Anyway, let, let me move on. Roy is on the lot. Roy, good morning. Froster Buns morning. Friday. What's up? I know
1: it frosts your buttons Friday, but I want a slow burn um the c o two content in the atmosphere, I think we're finally getting that into the minds of people how it's a fraction a very small fraction of the uh, of the air and <clears throat> I'm sorry
0: uh, Are you sure zero point zero four percent
1: yes, but that's just numbers. I want people to have a better thing they can grasp. Because numbers, they go all near in the headlights. And trees is where I want to go. There's a, a famous tree, famous in Columbia, out west of town, the Burr Oak. Can you get a picture of that in your mind?
0: I've uh, seen pictures of it, and yes.
1: Okay, people love that tree. Um, where did the wood come from?
0: What, wood? the wood of the tree?
1: Yes, the wood of the tree. Where did it come from?
0: Well, it was created by photosynthesis and all kinds of other processes as the tree, as the seedling grew into a tree.
1: Yes, I'm going to help you with this because you may not be following the question. Did the, the mass come out of the ground?
0: You're going to have to just get to the point here. because I, Okay, I...
1: okay, okay, I'm sorry. It was manufactured out of thin air. All of that tree the tons and tons of wood that that tree represents and it's just one tree is carbon dioxide taken out of the air if you
0: think about it well it also is water taken out of the ground and nutrients from the soil
1: the water flows through the tree it doesn't stay you're yeah, right but it's it takes still water out of the ground and nutrients but the nutrients are catalysts
0: Yeah, but it's all necessary for the tree to grow. It's not just CO2.
1: Exactly, but that's the life process. But what is basic building blocks, what accumulates in the tree, what accumulates in the tree is basically the carbon because the oxygen is released again in the process.
0: Yes. I'm trying to make this simple.
1: It really is
0: simple. Well, you're not doing it simply. You're making it complicated. But uh, I'm sorry. That's just me. But uh, you, you are essentially making the, the case that we've been making forever. CO2 makes green things grow, and when green things grow, they put out oxygen.
1: And they take the carbon dioxide out.
0: Yes, they use the it. The
1: thing that they think is accumulating. All you have to do is look at a forest and see where it went.
0: So that's why they, you know, um, you get some uh, wealthy Democrat uh, with his own private jet, uh, if he plants a tree... He says he's offset his carbon footprint. No, the tree has. Yeah, but he grew the tree. <laughs> he, he planted the tree. He has he offset it. He did nothing. The trees plant themselves. Well, no, he planted the tree. He 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 took this little seedling and he and he went to the ground and he dug a little hole and he Very put it in. Very much like the
1: public education system he helped create, taking the credit for somebody else's work.
0: <laughs> okay. Roy, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That's <laughs> amazing what frosts his buns. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, Gun-Free School Zone Act. Uh, we'll kick that around for a few minutes. Uh, and we'll do that in about three minutes. Shortest break of the hour. Frost your buns Friday, by the way. Then give us a call at 800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com love to hear from you. All right, it is 11:22 uh, and Brian this doesn't this, this is not important. If no? He wants to if if Adam Schiff let me explain ladies and gentlemen that during the commercial break Brian excitedly ran into the studio and said, "Look at this, Adam Schiff has been lying for years." <laughs> and I I'm trying to explain to him it doesn't it doesn't make a difference he's a democrat. That's it's, right, I forgot. You know, I see these stories like, "Oh, got to we got him this Oh, wait. Yeah, no, no, there's a D. There, that's no big deal. If he were a Republican and he lied like this repeatedly, uh, or was running for office while living in a different state, eh, that would be like front page news in the New York (laughs) Times, the Washington Post, the L. A. Times, Chicago Tribune, etc. But this, uh, no big deal. Documents, and this is apparently uh, unearthed once again by (laughs) CNN. I'm, are we like hallucinating today, or what's what's going going on? They're actually doing some. Journalism. Journalism. Woo. Uh, Adam Schiff, um, who elicits a, a very negative response uh, whenever I see his uh, face. He apparently hasn't lived in California for a little while. Would you describe a little while, Brian, as two, three years? Um, Yeah, probably. Ten years? Yeah. Uh, 20 years? Something like that, right? Yeah, I think it's 20 years. 20. huh 20, 20 years. According to a CNN report, mortgage records show his primary residence is about a 3500 square foot property in the in uh, Potomac, Maryland. That can't be. He's a representative out of California, isn't he? Well, yeah, because for tax purposes, he he has a 650 square foot condominium in Los Angeles. Ah. 650 square feet, I see. which is, what, about a closet and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his primary residence, huh? Well, not always. CNN found that a review of past comments, pictures uh, shared on his public social media and records uh, indicate he makes his full-time home in Maryland. But, oh, he wants to be the senator from California. Deed records show Schiff, who was elected in 2000, designated the Maryland home as his primary residence in 2003. In 2009, 10, 11, and 12, uh, he re- uh, as well he refinanced his mortgage and again indicated it was his primary residence. Los Angeles County deed records for Schiff's Burbank condo. Uh, were notarized in Maryland. One, uh, on one page of the deed, the state, California, and the county, Los Angeles, are crossed out, and Maryland and Montgomery County are written in. Now, why would he do that? I, I, I don't understand. Be- because that's that's where he lives, Brian. He, oh. he lives in Maryland. There's no other ulterior motive? He has been representing the people in California from Maryland <laughs> for, for decades, uh, it's not against the law, but how do you how do you represent people when you don't live anywhere near them? I suppose the, the condo in in uh, Los Angeles is handy when he's campaigning. Right, he has a place to stay when he goes; he doesn't have to go to a motel. So that's the only reason for this uh two home thing well i can't think of any other reason uh yeah, he wouldn't it, have any like advantage uh, monetarily speaking well when you consider the taxes in california i i don't i don't think there's a, a great advantage there <laughs> uh but optically uh, this ought to look pretty bad to californians and the guy doesn't live there. He's pretending to represent them when he lives in another state. And it, and it's look how tiny this thing is. is it's 650 square feet? Meanwhile, he's got this 3,500 mini mansion in Maryland. That ain't really cheap either, to tell you the truth. Primary residence, really, California, or is it Maryland? Uh, Glenn Greenwald. Uh, has tweeted this, or I guess X'd this, I don't know. Depends on which claim most financial benefits uh, for him. The candidate for California's senator's seat often claims Maryland, and it seems clear that's where he really lives. So, no surprise, Adam Schiff is a liar. And you know, the irony of all this is that in spite of everybody hearing it, they'll probably vote for him anyway. It won't stop him, and one of these days he will provide the evidence for Russian collusion that he promised us. Oh, he has it. He's he has got it. it. Yeah, yeah it. just he's seen it, Brian. I know he's seen. He's got a proof. It's positive. not a convenient time to release it yet. Yeah, he's he's going to wait until a. Uh, uh, well, uh, how long will we wait for that to come out? A little bit longer. I'm little, sure. A little be bit fine. longer. Yeah. Should we hold our breath? Um, no, I wouldn't advise that. It <laughs> wouldn't be good for your health. Oh God! <laughs> oh yes, it just, it, it just it being a Democrat makes you practically invulnerable. It does, doesn't it? I mean, you know, no matter what law you want to break, uh, no matter how much you want to stretch credulity, if you're a Democrat, it's okay. The laws don't apply to us because the ends justify the means. That's right. I'm thinking that if I'm if I'm going to commit any crimes in the near future, I should switch political uh, party affiliation. <laughs> I Should go ahead and drop my libertarian and and join the D's. Yes. If you get pulled over on the street, just flash your I'm, I'm a Democrat. Democrat card. And yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it works at that level because I, I think most of the uh, law enforcement officers that are out in the street are probably not very far to the left. Hey, did you see what they were doing on uh, the, the? We didn't even. We didn't talk about this before the show, so I, I'm throwing this out at Brian, totally, uh, out of the cold. I think it was in Atlanta where these um, protesters who are trying to convince Israel to not fight sat down on the highway and blocked the road? No. Yes. <laughs> they, yes. they didn't glue themselves this time. Well, it right? wasn't it wasn't a global warming thing. It right. was the war in, in uh, between uh, the Gaza Strip and the Palestinians and Israel. How'd that work out for them? I don't know that it stopped a damn bullet from flying. <laughs> but by God, those people in Atlanta, they they suffered the consequence cuz these idiots backed up <laughs> all the traffic. That's apparently their new tactic now, no matter what it is that upsets them. And again, because they're progressives, they have that D card, they probably won't go to jail. That's true, yeah. Impeding traffic is no longer a crime if you're a a Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. There is a law about owning a firearm. I'm sorry, carrying a firearm. Within 1,000 feet of a school. I never understood this. I never thought it made any sense. But it is part of the Gun-Free School Zones Act. And it is a felony to possess a firearm within 1,000 feet of a school. Which covers the sidewalk in front of uh, one gentleman's house uh, in Montana. He had a gun. He had a rifle. And he's going to court. Details coming up next. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. See, 1135, earlier in the program. Uh, you will recall we talked about uh, Wickard v. Filburn, which is the uh, wheat case from Ohio where the guy was growing wheat, and the government said you can't grow wheat. It affects interstate commerce. This goes back to Roosevelt trying to uh, to affect uh, uh, prices. Um, and I said it, if this case gets, ever, it gets back to the court and it gets rejected, as it should have been in uh, 1942, that it would... Uh, declaw the federal government in so many ways, it would it would make the Democrats crazy. So the reason I bring that up is there is a, a law that says you can't have a firearm within 1,000 feet of a school. And there are some exceptions if it's unloaded and secured and locked or blah, blah, blah. But you're not supposed to. And this, there's a guy that's going to court now because he was carrying a rifle in his front, his front yard and apparently it was within 1,000 feet of the school. But the point I want to get to before I go into that case is that in 1995, in a case called U.S. versus Lopez, the Supreme Court ruled that Congress exceeded its power to regulate interstate commerce when it passed the original version of the Gun-Free School Zones Act in 1990. So they were relying literally on Wickard v. Fillmore... Philburn, uh, to, uh, to write the Gun-Free School Zones Act. So getting it gets struck down. Uh, the act neither regulates a commercial activity nor contains a requirement that the possession be connected in any way to interstate commerce. Uh, that's what uh, William Rehnquist uh, noted. So Congress snapped into action in 1995... And they amended the law to specify that applies only to, quote, a firearm that has moved in or that otherwise affects interstate or foreign commerce. Uh, Reason Magazine writes that's a boilerplate that had no practical effect on the statute's broad reach. So I'm guessing, uh, essentially, uh, you buy a gun that was made in another state or even in another country and traveled through that. Is how they tied it. They got their power through the Interstate Commerce Clause, which was expanded by the Wickard v. Filburn case. It has got to be tried again. So this guy apparently was carrying his his rifle, and the feds said, "Oh, that's a that's a violation. It's it's uh, within a thousand feet. It was his house. It was you know." His his gun, his house. and then and they went after this guy for violating this and it, and this is uh, kind of an expensive uh, if you're found guilty kind of law. Well, we just had uh, another case that uh, went to the Supreme Court, and essentially what the this latest uh, case has determined, is that uh, if this wasn't a law back when the Second Amendment was written, if you can't go back in time and find out where they said you can't have a, a gun within a 1,000 feet of a school zone, then it it doesn't apply. It, then it's unconstitutional. It was not what the Founding Fathers intended. If they wanted that in it, they would have written it in it. And they didn't. Um, In in consideration of the right to keep and bear arms being protected and reserved to the people in Article 2, Section 12 of the Montana Constitution, it says a person who has not been convicted of a violent felony crime or who is lawfully able to own or possess a firearm under Montana Constitution is considered to be individually licensed and verified by the state of Montana within the meaning of the provision uh, of the Gun-Free School Zones Act. This guy had every right to have that gun. And the Bruin decision validates that. But he's he's going up the chain because somebody has abused the Interstate Commerce Clause. And the whole act could and should go away. What good has it done? I mean, does anybody in their right mind think that the Gun-Free Schools Act stopped a mass shooter from going into a school? It it has not. Nobody was thinking to themselves, I'm going to go over to that school and boy, am I going to wreak havoc with my gun. And then realized, oh, it's against the law to get within a 1,000 feet, never mind, I'll just turn around and go back. That doesn't happen. Putting up a sign on your business, having somebody write a stupid law that says it's a gun-free zone, it, none of those things work. Bad guys don't care. If they really wanted to protect students, if it was truly the goal of the state and federal government to protect students in schools... They would let any employee of the school that cared to carry have a gun. And they would post that sign right outside the door. Many of our faculty and staff are armed. We conceal carry. I know the left would be apoplectic. The left will come up with a picture of well, uh, guns and school don't go together. Well, tell that to the guy at in, in Uvalde that shot up that school. Because they don't care. They don't care. If the teacher in that classroom had been armed, might have been a completely different outcome. If the idiots that uh, pulled these off realized that there were others who were armed and they didn't know who they were, They'd be so anxious to go into those schools. But the left think, you know, just write a sign, put it up, make it a law, tell them they can't carry. And somehow, that will protect everybody. It won't. It won't. All right, uh, it is uh, Not going to break just yet. Got a couple more stories here that we need to cover. Uh, And uh, one of them uh, dealing with the market. Apparently the jobs report is out and hiring is slowing down. And the market is excited. It always seems counterintuitive. The market is looking at an economy that appears to be slowing down and they're anxiously investing. Investing. Well, that's because that means interest rates might not inch up, and that's good for investing. It sounds counterintuitive, but that's what's going on. Uh, And my fear is and has been that when we start this swing from a huge demand for labor uh, and and it it starts to reverse, and the demand for labor uh, relinquishes and and lets back, uh, so that uh, the unemployment rate starts to tick up. That it'll be the 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 ramp up to the recession that I've been telling you is coming, and I still believe that it is. It's exciting for the marketplace because they think the interest rates are holding back, but I do believe, I do believe. That the full impact of those interest rate hikes has yet to be felt, and they will not be able to switch back fast enough to save us from the pending recession. Uh, also, uh, coming up in the next segment of the program, uh, there's a piece of the free bake, uh, free bacon. Well, what am I thinking? Bacon? Did you say free bacon? Uh, I just I went out to the break room and there was nothing there. Like yeah, that. I know. I know. I uh, know, Free Beacon. Oh. Uh, they wrote about uh, your tax dollars. They're paying for uh, very wealthy Democrats to live in swanky D.C. apartments. I'll give you the details next. It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 10 minutes to noon, 10 to 12. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and on a Frost Your Friday, I'm not done with guns yet. I, I There's one more story here that uh, I wanted to get to. Uh, and it's out of California, it's brief, then I'll get to this uh, money you're spending to make rich uh, Democrats live in really exclusive housing in in D.C. Uh, But apparently, apparently uh, California wants Connecticut to join them in calling for a constitutional convention. And what they want to do is Add an amendment to the Constitution that gives the states the power to regulate guns in ways they have failed uh, to do recently, since the Bruin decision. And I'm sure there will be several Democrat states that that hop on board. Probably Illinois, um, certainly New York, California, Connecticut, and a few others. But most of the country, they're not going to do this. And if they do do this, if they do call for a constitutional convention, there's as good a chance as any that uh, conservatives and or constitutionalists outlaw some of their favorite programs. So I I, I don't think it's going to happen. The story is at Bearing Arms. Gun violence seems to have become inevitable in American society. The prevalent use of guns... To cause significant harm and death in the country has skyrocketed in recent years. Uh, the constant news of gun violence from the media comes in such quick succession that Americans no longer catch their breath. A new tragedy holds the public's attention and disheartening thoughts hold in our hearts. Uh, and so they 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 want, and Governor Newsom is pushing this, to amend the Constitution to uh, give them the power The good news here is they're recognizing that the Constitution is an obstacle in their burning desire to regulate guns. And now that the Supreme Court has addressed this and that they recognize that it's um, unconstitutional, that the Second Amendment is what it is, they... um, they're looking now to change the Constitution. It wouldn't really matter. I I mean, if if they changed the Constitution and said it's illegal to have a rifle, a semi-automatic rifle, then somebody is going to have to collect those rifles. the AR-15, which is a wonderful rifle, if you're not into firearms and you don't understand them, they're flexible. Uh, And when I mean flexible, I mean... You can put a sight on them. You can put a, a suppressor on them. You can put them on a, uh, a bipad. You, you, you can you do all kinds of things. You can build them up with flashlights. You, they're just a, f- a very flexible uh, weapon. And uh, they're, they're, they're just easy to customize. They're not terribly expensive. Uh, they're fun to shoot. And there are millions of them. In the hands of we the people. If for some reason. Somehow they managed. To outlaw them. Somebody would have to collect those millions of weapons. Somebody would have to come knock on the door and say. "Uh, Do you still have that AR-15 you bought? And if you do give it to me. I know a lot of people in the. In the gun community. I don't think they'd be willingly giving them up. They might bury them. They may hide them. They may tell you about that horrible boating accident. Where they're they're pretty sure they're at the bottom of the lake. But they're not going to give them up easily. And it's going to result in more violence. And the media will paint the firearms owners as the bad guys. But... It won't happen, and it won't work. Gun control never works. States like California has more mass shootings than the next two largest states combined. And those, by the way, are red states. And they have a ton of gun laws. And it's not helping. Guns aren't the problem people are the problem. And in other states, you'll find that most of the gun violence is literally in just a small area of blue cities. Not even the entire city. Just in a a few city blocks where most of the violence occurs. Gun control won't work. It just It doesn't stand a chance. Uh, But if you could somehow um, educate people, teach them the value of life, things you can't get from progressives and from government schools, you might see a change. All right, your tax dollars. uh, The story is at the Free Beacon. Your tax dollars pay for millionaire Democrats swanky D.C. apartments funding luxury housing accommodations for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and over 200 other members of Congress, many of whom boast net worths of over a million dollars. As one of their last actions with their majority, Democrats quietly tucked a provision into internal House rules that grant lawmakers access to an an optional $34,000 annual subsidy to pay for their Washington, D.C. housing and their meal expenses. Taxpayers have doled out $8,700 to pay for the Democratic Socialist lodging and meals through the first half of 2023. In total, 113 Democrats and 104 Republicans have taken advantage of the program, raking in a combined $1.4 million from taxpayers in the first half of 2023. That's your taxpayers. That's your money. That's money you worked for. How clever of them to have inserted that. Now, are the Republicans going to be you know, principled enough to get rid of this? I don't know. Uh, since many of them are taking advantage of this as well, recipients of the funds include at least seven Democrats who are millionaires. Uh, Katie Porter who reported a net worth of 1.8 million in her last disclosure. The House Minority Whip, Catherine Clark, she's from Massachusetts, net worth of up to 13.5 million dollars. They can well afford to live on their own, but why bother when they can have your hard-earned money? Don't forget to pay your taxes, because these Democrats need it to live on. Oh, it is so unfair. Listen, uh, before I forget, Glenn Beck is coming up. He's right behind us, Sean Hannity after that. And then uh, Randy Tobler uh, fills in your ride home from work. You can't do better than that. And tomorrow morning, uh, we've got Gary on Guns. And I'm pleased to tell you that Larry Wayland is going to be with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. You sound like it's the Gun Show. That'll start at 8 a.m. and uh, go for two hours. And we'll cover some of these stories and a whole bunch more. And then we do a segment called Show and Tell. And that's always fun because, well, Larry always brings in some terrific firearms that he has uh, great deals on. So you'll want to stay tuned. you got to get up early for that. 8 a.m. But it's definitely worth it. We're out of time. we got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.